Welcome to Harp Song, presented by Moon Over the Trees Music and Theater Productions, bringing people together through collaboration, creativity, and community all through the arts. Thank you for joining us this week. I'm your host, Maureen Buscarino, and I hope to inspire you and to help you discover amazing music and artists from around the world. I first came across Ashling Lyons' music while reading through some posts from my alma mater, the Irish World Academy of Music and Dance at the University of Limerick. We do talk a bit about UL during our chat. Actually, the track that's playing in the background is Ashling's composition called Weakus, which translates to thank you in Irish. And it was composed as a thank you to UL, and it's also the opening track from her new album. The album's not out yet. It's coming out later this year, but you can get this track on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, and Ashling's Bandcamp. So this is released ahead of the album. Artists joining her on this track are fiddle and viola player Virgil Sahil, double bass player Paul O'Driscoll, guitar Sean Lyons, and the beautiful album artwork was created by County Clare artist Sorrel Riley, and I have a link to her Etsy store where you can find beautiful prints um, based on the landscape. Ashling grew up with music. In fact, her parents met through Irish music, but unfortunately, Ashling's father passed away while she was studying for her master's degree. She decided to take a year off from her studies to focus solely on music. So working on the material for her newest album became a form of therapy for her and helped her with the grieving process. Along with composing and performing on harp and concertina, Ashling is also a harp tutor at UL and most recently collaborated with Tolu McKay to perform for Irish President Michael D. Higgins' 80th birthday. I have a link to that as well in the show notes um, if you'd like to listen to that beautiful version of Don't Let Go. Ashling will also be participating in the annual Nona Kritja Harp Day 2021. And for all you harpers out there, be sure to check out Harp Ireland's website for more information on how you can participate. Harp Day 2021 takes place on Saturday, the 16th of October, where harpers from all over the world will celebrate Ireland's thousand-year-old harping tradition. Harp Day 2021 will combine live events and virtual broadcasts on Facebook and on their YouTube channel. This year's theme is Harps Alive. It's their response to a renewed sense of awareness of the beauty of the world around us all over the past 18 months when we paused to listen and to look around us for new perspectives hearing bird songs, getting out and about, walking out on beautiful hills and coastal areas, and relating to nature in different ways. They are calling harpers to reconnect with nature 
and let their harp music reflect the beauty in their favorite outdoor spaces, on hills, beside lakes, on the coast, in forests, or even in their own back gardens. If you are interested, check out their website. I have a link in the show notes. And also you can contact them at info at harpireland.ie if you're planning an event in your area. And without further ado, here is my interview with Ashling Lyons. Enjoy. Thank you so, so much for being with me here today on the Harp Song podcast. Um, I'm so excited to talk to you. I discovered your music just, I went to the University of Limerick um, oh, and I got hey. my, my um, ethnomusicology master's degree. Oh. Um, and then, so I was following their pages and then I saw you and then um, I was like, oh, it'd be so great to interview you. So uh, thank you so much for being here. Oh, that, thank you so much for having me. Um, and I didn't know that actually that you went to UL. So that's, that's a, a cool fact. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, I got to work with Sandra Joyce and, you know, she's oh. in Niall Keegan and uh, Michal Osulaban when he was there. Oh, wow. So congratulations on your master's in uh, music teaching. Thank you. Yeah, I know they're... Um, it's uh, so I, I started going to UL like I, I've been there now for six years Um I, I did my undergrad there first in Irish music and then I did my master's for for two years um, in music education so yeah I, I've worked with Niall and Sandra um, for all that time and it's it's a it's a special place as I'm sure you know <laughs> oh definitely is it, it I, I would love to just be there <laughs> Yeah. Um, and you're teaching there now too. You're uh, the harp tutor. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I, I I was very lucky. I remember when I went into UL. Actually, it was I just I, I think I I just fell in love with the place. And I remember while I was a student in my undergrad, I I rem- remember saying I remember thinking to myself, I don't really I can't uh, see a time when I'll be sick of this place or you know and and um I think it was a dream when I was there that I would maybe teach there and and then Niall asked me to teach while I was doing my master's um so I'm still teaching there which is it's great um and I mean everything about it is lovely the the just the atmosphere the atmosphere of, of the place is is lovely and um yeah, I couldn't speak highly enough about it. Oh, I know. Yeah, I, I was there before they built the new um, oh, music building across the Shannon. So oh. I I definitely need to go back and and visit. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. That new building is is really lovely. Oh. And there's great views over, you know, the um, the river and everything and beautiful uh, views of, of the campus. Like, it's, it's great. Oh, yeah. What I what I loved when I was there was the lunchtime concerts. And the tutors that they were bring in, just these amazing artists in the tradition that it was it, like a wish list of, of people that you'd want to work with. Yeah, I, I remember that from my, I think my first week there as a student. And I remember it, the lineup was uh, extraordinary. It, like, I, I can't, um, I think, I think maybe Leisha Kelly was there um, the first day and maybe... Mickey Dunn on, on the pipes and uh, it was just like you know you, you'd pay to see um, a concert here or anywhere like you know um, and just to think that th- they come in all the time the lineups are incredible like every week um, so yeah it's it's super to experience it. So you got to work with all of them as well you got to study? Well, yeah I suppose for like we would have they, they bring in master class um, tutors so 
um, let's say the likes of Leisha or Kathleen Lachnan, um, Katrina Mackay, actually, we had. So they, they brought those in maybe like you'd have them like once a year mm. or maybe just once in your whole time of, of studying there. But yeah, to, to have those uh, ex- like chances of, of studying with them, even for a brief, you know, a brief few hours is is really cool, as well as your, you know, your weekly um, class as well. Oh, yeah. So, so what are your responsibilities teaching? Like, are you teaching undergrad? You're teaching community? Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm basically uh, the HARP tutor. So I, I'm teaching the undergrad students and also postgrad students. And, and really, it's just, I suppose, more than being like a teacher, you're kind of, you know, they have the term tutor, which is, I suppose, you're kind of more like scaffolding the learning for um, for the and because it's at university level, I suppose the students take responsibility themselves for most of, you know, how they get on. Um, and I suppose you're kind of like guiding them maybe in in the right direction. Or if somebody has particular focus, you're kind of gearing them to to go that way. Or it, it's really interesting. So like with secondary school music teaching, I you know there's more classroom management or um I suppose you're working with you know behavior problems or, or things like that but obviously at university level um these students have have chosen to study music and in particular the harp hmm. so um essentially they want to be there <laughs> so um yeah it, it's a nice position to be in because you're you know you're obviously you're trying not to be either too much of a teacher or too much of a friend but you're somewhere in the middle of like you know I, I want you to do well and mm. and I can show you how to and and it's great because I've been there myself with the same program so it's it's a it's a nice fit I, I find anyway. I know um, when I was there just I learned from so many different people and not not just you know harpists or singers that I was working with but every musician that they brought in you know from around the world yeah that that's a great point actually because um even you'd have uh you'd have people come in for like ensemble class or even just friends to be honest uh, like anybody you'd meet or any of the the faculty that you you might you might not have them every week for a class or they mightn't be your um your tutor or you might be very close with them but there's a lovely community there of um I have to say it's it's like it's just pure love and support and encouragement and also that creative kind of arts vibe it's it's really special you know and and you do learn from everybody like you say even if it's uh, a friend or just somebody you meet uh, once those experiences can can linger with you and you can be thinking of them as you go through the course or just as you go through um through your your life or you know yeah yeah I, I've met so many people who are connected to the program and I uh, worked with Lilis O'Leary who's uh, one of the oh, Irish tutors yeah. you know he's an amazing Shano singer so amazing, you know yeah. he like just knows a language so like just so intimately and so well that, that when he's singing it just like brings it alive so just to have yeah. a chance to work with him on the language because obviously I'm not well, not obviously, I'm not a fluent Irish speaker at <laughs> <Yeah>. all, <laughs> but, um, yeah. you know, when studying Irish singing, I, you know, it, it was just wonderful to have someone with that kind of knowledge. Wow. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. And I, I would have found the same with um, I, even just different types of tunes or tunes from different parts of the world. Um, if we had, you know, different guest tutors in just to work with us even for a day, um, I can speak for myself anyway, I would have taken um, ideas from all those and and make notes of them. And 
you'd actually find that you'd they you'd be influenced by um those small meetings in in some way either in your playing or even in your research or mm. your listening or, or suddenly now what you're interested in it could uh, definitely has sparked an interest you know congratulations on your new album how did all of that like come together and i know um i'm i'm so sorry to hear about your your dad and i know Thank that you. you were saying that this album was a way for you to kind of work through some of your your grief um yeah yeah so um I suppose I'll go back to it was July 2019 my dad passed away and I was at the end well I was just at the beginning of my second year into my master's program and it was so it was September you know start of term and I remember being in lectures and I remember all I remember thinking this one particular lecture like I can't remember what is going on in here like nothing was going in and and that wouldn't have been like me you know before and I remember meeting with my course director um who's a fantastic lady and so supportive with everything but I just I broke down crying and I just realized that I'm not able for this right now and like I need to take the time and my mom is is great as well so supportive and I we made the decision together then that evening take the year out I I had never done that before from like you know when you're a kid and you go through school and you go through high school or you know secondary school and then straight to college I I never took that gap year and I never knew what it was like and it felt a bit scary or something it was kind of like education is Mm. when you're in that little um kind of trail you just kind of stay on it um but so I decided to take the year out and it was the best thing I did and I needed it at that time. I just needed to be with my family and I needed to, to take care of myself because it was the first time I suppose I had uh, experienced grief that way. And um, I decided that uh, I would just focus on music for the year and my part-time teaching and just small pieces of work and um, nothing too stressful <laughs> and I, I worked on obviously I worked on myself self-care was the biggest thing and I'd highly recommend that too I've, I've said it to people before but you know friends of mine who've been going through the same is like don't I don't feel uh, ashamed of you know stopping everything like just just stop and take the time for yourself and get the therapy or get the even just, you know, go to <laughs> do meditation or, or just go for a run. All those things, they, they help me so much anyway. And I also decided to, um, I said, I'll do an album because I I love composing. And I also, I play harp and concertina. And there was, there was a lot of uh, music that I wanted to get recorded. Um, so I decided I would do that. And in that time as well, of course, COVID happened. Uh, and that was the March of the next year. So I found that time, actually, I was writing, I was coming up with tunes and um, there's a tribute to my dad on it as well, um, which I, a tune I wrote for him actually when he was sick. Um, and I, I got to play it for him a couple of times. At that stage, it was more of like a, a pick me up for him. And um, the amazing thing was in his in his last kind of few days he actually was humming it back he was a musician oh, as well wow. and a singer um both my parents are uh, musicians and singers but he uh yeah it, it that, that so that was such a special uh, special thing that happened but yeah the the going into the recording studio i i did it over a space of i mean i only finished in may of this year so i i've been doing it since since then since 2019 and i, I find music is so powerful in that you can channel your expression of if it's grief or obviously if it's if it's happiness if it's excitement if it's love you know you can 
channel all those emotions. And I, I was very lucky I was I was able to do all that. And um, now the album is, is finished and, and it's called Ashter, which is the Irish word for journey. Um, so it is a journey through all of that and a journey through all the emotions and my grief. And also, you know, the COVID pandemic. And I know we're sick of talking about it, but it was such a big deal for a lot of people in, in so many ways. And so, yeah, that's that's the album and, and it'll be out in November I think <laughs> so yeah we're nearly there so um November will be will be the will be the time sometime. Oh, wow. wow wow and you have your new release that came out um oh yeah so it's uh Buikus, um which is the Irish for like thank you or gratitude um and actually going back to UL <laughs> UL are getting getting a great uh great chat out of this but um it was at the end of my four years studying there and at that stage I didn't realize I was coming I was coming back for two more years but um it was a token of gratitude to everybody to you know everybody who helped me along the way and um it it, funnily enough, that tune was one of the tunes. So I, I do compose a lot of um, a few, you know, different types of, of tunes. But I remember, you know, some tunes as well are, are more difficult to put together than others or they, they take longer or you, you don't finish them from one year to the next. <laughs> and I remember um, Buikas was like one of those ones that I was just messing around with. And it was like it was already composed, hmm. you know without sounding too funny about it it was so uh, yeah I found with um this particular tune that um some tunes kind of take longer than others to really put together but um this one and maybe it was from the sentiment that it was a real (laughs) thank you from me it just kind of it just landed there it was like sometimes I, I I believe that these some tunes are just kind of you know here you are <laughs> you're you're used you're used as this vessel mm. to you know here's this tune and um it's just a very simple tune and um i sent it to these brilliant musicians who i'm a huge fan of um fergus Gattle on uh, fiddle mm. and viola it's and everything else he's fantastic um and paula driscoll on double bass and then my brother sean um who plays guitar and is a multi-instrumentalist as well but they all did their own um thing with the track and yeah when it came back to me i i was kind of in awe of of what they did so so i brought that out as a little um a little taster of Mm. i suppose what's to come yeah so and and that'll be um, on the album as well it will it will be on the album yeah okay good um, and yeah. your artwork um, that you, that you sent me is beautiful. You're in a in a boat and with your mm. harp and going down the <laughs> river. And um, who who um, did the artwork for you? Yeah, so um, a, a Claire artist um, called Sarah Riley, and she's a mixed media artist, and she's actually from Claire herself. But I actually discovered her artwork on Instagram over the the first lockdown, and. Um, I, I got in touch with her and I, I sent her some ideas and, uh, you know, about this, the journey that I, I would like kind of depicted and my ideas of loving County Clare. I'm a very proud, <laughs> proud Clare woman. And I, I constantly, people are sick of <laughs> sick of me <laughs> saying it. Um, so I really wanted that to be shown. Um, the music is obviously, uh, a lot of it is, is Clare themed. And um, yeah, so Sorrel is is so creative as well. She came up with the idea of, you know, obviously there's grief and the journey and the, you know, the night sky. There's kind of the, there's, I suppose there's a moody kind of 
there's a, a sadness attached to it. And then there's also the hope of the, you know, the nature, there's plants in the boat mm. coming through you and are coming through with you on that journey with, um, of course, my instruments, uh, my harp, my concertine and, mm. It's um yeah she she's fantastic so Sorrel Riley yeah 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 I'll definitely like link to her her work as well oh yeah yeah let's listen to a set that Ashling recorded here is James C. Gannon's March Fort of the Pond and Through the Roof.
an acoustic set that you did um, with Tula McKay. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So, so that was for um, our president, um, Michael D. Higgins. So the president of Ireland, he was 80, um, 80 years old back in April. And there was a TG Cahir, um, so it's our Irish um, Irish language um, channel on, on television here in Ireland. And they did a special programme of um, different uh, segments, uh, different pieces of music from different artists um, celebrating um, his birthday. And I was asked to play with um, Tolu. Um, um, she's a, a great singer from, she's from Tullamore here in Ireland. So it was myself and um, an electric guitar player and she had some background singers or backing singers. <laughs> and um, I've done a couple of gigs with Tolu since. And um, for those small gigs i suppose she she kind of got to like the the sound of the harp or she wanted um to work with the harp for a little while so it was it was lovely because it was something different that i have done um you know it's more it's pop mm. pop music essentially and um a different kind of vibe but yeah it's, it's fantastic playing with her because she's i suppose you're, i'm put out, put out of my kind of comfort zone a small bit too because it's um it's just different to to trad music or you know, there's also something different in accompanying singers in, in that you're you're also kind of on, you're a baseline for them, but you're also being um, delicate around them and not to overshadow them either. So, yeah, that was really lovely. And she's doing great at the moment. Um, Tolu McKay. Yeah. Mm, so, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I just find myself listening to it like like just to like over and over again. It's just so beautiful um oh. with the, where did you you film that in um was that was yeah it was filmed in um Rathfarnham Castle in Dublin which is an old very old building and um yeah it was just there's so many parts of that building now as well that you could have filmed in it, it and there's some some rooms that are probably better uh, suited to kind of all the the audio and video gear and and stuff, but yeah, it, it was really beautiful to to get that opportunity. And I have to say, the crew that day were really lovely as well. Um, they're Donal and Phelimy O'Connor. Um, and yeah, they're they're great. They're doing great stuff with TG Cahir here as well at the moment. So, yeah, great people. Yeah, excellent, <laughs> excellent. Um, so, are you having vocals on your album too? Or is it just going to be all instrumental? Yeah, so it's funny. Um, it's all instrumental, um, which some I know some people will like, some people won't like. I um, I, I grew up. I've you know, my mom and dad are singers. My brother is a singer. I'm the only one who doesn't sing. Um, <laughs> but I I just for some reason my my ears are all for melody and harmonies, and I absolutely love singing. And but for me, this album was just about going through. I suppose playing the tunes that I grew up with playing a, a sample of them obviously and um I learned a lot of tunes from my dad so there's a, a, some of those on the album and then my own compositions um in inter kind of mingled in in between all of them and um I have some some accompanying musicians as well so it actually yeah it's all instrumental you obviously were you brought up with music um so how did you get into playing the harp specifically and the concertina and and all so yeah. So when I was, so yeah, my mom and dad and they met actually at a, an Irish traditional singing uh, weekend. So they've obviously always been into to music and we were brought, brought up with that. Um, and I started, I, yeah, so I was, I was going to tin whistle classes um, down in your Mark and Fergus here uh, with 
so a woman who is great for um, kind of bringing the harp up back kind of in the, I suppose when it was, wasn't as popular, you know, maybe in the 60s, 70s, um, Deirdre O'Brien Vaughan. So I was down in that, um, it's the, the Music Institute and I, I was there for tin whistle lessons. Sorry, I'm, <laughs> I'm going around. I don't know, I'm like starting this backwards. <laughs> That's great. So, no, yeah. <laughs> so I was going for tin whistle lessons down um, there in the Institute with Deirdre O'Brien Vaughan. And I remember hearing at the time what I didn't know, I didn't know what the sound was. And I, I just heard this beautiful angelic sound. And I was, I was about seven. And I, I remember my mom was talking to the, the teacher at the time. And I just kind of ran down. I was like, what is this? And I ran down and I peeked in and um, there's a lot of kind of rooms and corridors down that house. Um, and I peeked in and I could see two harps and it was Deirdre giving a class to somebody. And I just, I just remember that uh, in my head as being the moment and I think I said to my mom, okay, okay, mom, that's enough of that tin whistle. <laughs> let's, let's move on up here. <laughs> no offense to tin whistles. Oh. They're great, obviously, you know, <laughs> but uh, I, I just said, okay, this is the one for me, I think. And uh, that was it. Then mm. I, I started learning with Deirdre. I think I took a career break when I was about eight <laughs> for maybe a couple of months or whatever. Um, I just, you know that age and didn't want to practice all that kind of thing and came back to it um after a little while and um yeah that's been it ever since it's, it's sort of my it's sort of my my big thing in life is just the harp especially I just love the harp mm. um and then the concertina I learned with um a great musician Ashling McMahon I was going to lessons with Paul McMahon her mom and I remember Ashling was playing it and Obviously, with the harp, it's so big. And with music over here, the music we were in, into was uh, trad music mm. and uh, sessions, you know, and pub sessions. And I kind of realized, OK, this is, isn't is appropriate. Well, that's, that's not right to say. It's sometimes a little bit too awkward to bring into a big session. Mm -hmm. That's the better sure. way of saying it. Yeah. Um, so I decided I would play, I would try to get something smaller. And the concertina suited that and... Uh, it's really interesting, actually, because that combination is so common now, you know, it it's is. in yeah. like and I know it's it's, you know, Michael Rooney, Gronje Hambly mm -hmm. um, and so many and, and so many young people are the same now. So I'm guessing I I had a conversation um, recently and we were talking about this. You know, why is that mm. the case? But I, I mean, it must. Be, well, I guess it's for that like session uh, and. The, obviously the beauty of the harp but you know also to have a smaller instrument I'm guessing that might be the yeah I maybe think that's another conversation I don't know no, no I think so yeah I mean I, I why not the flute or why not the you know yeah so it's true yeah yeah or the mandolin and, or you know yeah and then yeah I know it's a good point I think with the concertina as well you have if you're whichever one you're coming from you can chord and you can maybe take that um chordal influence that you might have on the harp um to the concertina mm. possibly i don't know these, these are my yeah. ideas <laughs> or, or trying to work out the double stops um of the concertina mm. on the harp yeah yeah uh it is interesting mm. Mm. but they go well together too um but like you said in a session I, I will bring my harp to session sometimes, but you're right. If it's a really big session, you you do want. And the concertina cuts through also. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And and, and abs, I know there are, you know, there's so many. I, I have such respect for um, harp players who 
you know, don't care. This is my instrument. I'll go in and play. And I do that myself as well at times. I think I just find now that I have the concertina, mm. it's just easier sometimes. And sometimes with the harp as well, you know, it can just, depending on your harp, it can be very quiet. Um, and you might interior yourself. I know there's, you know, <laughs> it's a huge, it's a huge debate. It's not even a debate. It's whatever you want to do. I just find that sometimes it's, it's depending on the crowd. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, one can be handier than the other, I suppose. Yeah. And yeah. if it's a rowdier crowd, you don't want beer spilled on your harp. And Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the tuning. I mean, yeah. you could be here for, <laughs> again, depending on the harp. But yeah, yeah, yeah you could yeah. be there for a while. Uh, but that's that's great, though. Are, and you're playing concertina on your album as well? I am. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a different album. You know, it, it's not straight through harp, which um, I suppose I'm, I'm giving a very relaxing vibe. There's also... Um, there's a couple of concertina tracks. I love jigs and reels. I love polkas. I love marches. I love the, you know, I used to play in a, in a Kaylee band in, in Tulla actually. And I just, I love the fast music as well. Um, and I have a few musicians accompanying me. I'm actually, I just remembered, um, I'm accompanying myself on the concertina tracks, (laughs) um, with harp. So, um, yeah, the harp is there all the way through, but at different levels, I suppose, you know, so yeah, there are some concertina tracks in there as well. Oh, great. Do you, you tutor concertina as well as? I do. Yeah. Yes. Zoom lessons <laughs> and in person too. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to get yeah. you more students. So yes, I do. Uh, so online, um, I've, I've taught actually over the lo- lockdown was, it was an interesting time. I'm sure everybody found, mm. but um, I ended up teaching some American students actually at concertina and, German students so I used to go downstairs here in the morning and just say I'm going to Germany now I'm, I'm going to America so I'll see you in a couple of hours <laughs> so that, that, I mean that was a great part of that was a good part of it all you know yeah yeah and um have you toured around um outside of Ireland uh with your harp um yeah I've done I've done small bits of you know kind of weeks or two weeks here and there um so I, I've, I've gone to, um, I went to actually the, uh, I'm not sure if it's, if it's going now at the moment because of COVID, but I went to the Turning Way Festival in New South Wales and Australia. That was a couple of years ago. And, um, I taught and played over there and I, sometimes I go over to Germany and, and France kind of usually every year, obviously with COVID things haven't really come back yet. Um, so it's, I, I absolutely love love doing that as well and I've been to the States actually I was I was over in um, Milwaukee Irish Fest in 2018 and again <laughs> dare I say it was a it was a UL uh, partnership uh, University of Limerick partnership so that was a fantastic experience and um, it was just so lovely meeting you know when we're over here I think we take it for granted sometimes about you know Irish music or or just um some of the the special kind of unique parts about it and and then when you go to somewhere in somewhere abroad that they really value it you see another side to it mm. i found that with milwaukee just the, the appreciation for it was incredible you know and people are so kind and, and people are so interested in talking to you and and telling you their irish heritage or it is really it's really like honestly fascinating to to meet people who are so interested because I mean obviously there's a lot of people over here who we who love Irish music but 
you also have, and I'm, I'm sure it's the same everywhere, of course, but, you know, not everybody you talk to, like, and I think that's a, that's something that's, I think people who aren't from Ireland kind of think that, oh, they all play oh. concertinas and harps or, you know, it's like, yeah, I could meet loads of people here who don't like Irish music either. So anyway, I suppose it's, it's a kind of, it's wherever you are. It's a community um, appreciation for, for wherever you are. Oh, sure. Yeah. My, my, my housemates, when I was um, in Limerick, they, they were all from Ireland and they just did not like traditional music at all. <laughs> they wanted to go yeah. to the clubs and they wanted to like, you know. Yeah. So, mine too. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I, I guess because they thought it was like their parents' music or, you know, it's, it's like a totally normal kind of thing. And then like, like you were saying, like when I was in Ireland, I just, uh, the music was just kind of everywhere and so many people wanted to dance and play music and not everybody of course but it just seemed everywhere you went there was just some an amazing musician there um and I think Ireland really supports the artists so much more than um than artists are supported um in the states which mm. is it's so important just to kind of keep the music going because that's really what's helping so many people through what we're going through right now too, so. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Um, like there are great initiatives over here for um keeping, you know, keeping artists going. And obviously, COVID has been so difficult for artists who are full time. Mm -hmm. Um, that's their main income. And we have been lucky in some ways over here with different funding, you know, funding grants that have been available. And in Clare, our local art center here, uh, Glore, is hugely supportive to um to local artists and you know as well artists of of any kind of medium media like it's they're great i suppose it, it is a little bit competitive in, in a way and, and that's also challenging because you know there are opportunities that come up and um i suppose that's all part of life is you know there's an opportunity that people you'll apply for things and you'll get some you won't get some and it is a very competitive kind of system but there are, I think there are, for the most part, there are great opportunities there for, for artists. Yeah. And, and I think as well, in that it's another community that come together and it's, uh, you're nearly reaching out to kind of help each other as well, if you can, or if there's something that you've heard of that might suit you better than it would suit me. I, I think that kind of element is there a little mm. bit as well, which, which is nice. I've realized that actually over the last year or so mm. it, it can be good. But it is interesting getting out of, like, if you're not in the tradition, per se, but um, mm. having a different appreciation for the music than, you know, it, but it's like with anything. Like, it's something that you're so used to, but then when someone else sees it, they might be like, that's amazing. And you're like, what, this? This is like, you know, I can do this in my sleep. Like, what are you talking about? But it helps yeah. you appreciate what you have as well, even more. Yeah, it does, actually. Um, and it also... It shows you what you take for granted mm. <laughs> um, and it also kind of opens your eyes up to other um, other types of art. Um, you know, th there's one project I'm, I'm working on at the moment with and, and this is one that's um, supported by Music Network and the Irish Traditional Music Archive. And it's a project with um, a visual artist called Aideen Barry. Mm. And... Um, so I'm playing the harp in the project and um, it's called the Bunting Commission. It, it's very interesting. I'm, I'm probably, if, if anybody follows me on Instagram, I'm posting about it constantly, but it, it'll be a really cool show. It's going to be kind of visual 
and there's also a collaboration with um an inuit um singer and this kind of it's kind of techno rave kind of music as well so it's a very interesting project but i've realized that you know i'm not familiar obviously with the world of of art and, and visual art and i've you know from this project it's lovely working with with other people and 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 they're the kind of opportunities that, that i'm talking about like that are made available by music network and other organizations that um you get to you get to see a whole world that you didn't realize about or you did you know you didn't uh, realize and yeah so completely out of the trad world i i'm you know and and finding out about uh visual art and mm. margaret o'connor who is a, a milliner um from Claire, um, I think she designed a hat for Lady Gaga actually at one stage. So, um, all these different types of art that I've never uh, experienced, and yeah, getting to getting to see that is is really is really cool, and uh, it's important to kind of come out of your comfort zone a bit and experience that too. You know, it's all yeah. it's all learning and you know soaking up all this new all this new stuff about what's going on around you is, is is always great. Yeah, yeah, and you're obviously influencing the artists too that you're you're you know, coming into contact with as well. Well, I know they're, and that's, it's funny because they are, they love the the sound of the harp and, and they, you know, so it does work both ways. We're, we're all fascinated by each other yeah. <laughs> because, because we, we don't really know about the other one, which, which, um, and obviously I'm not undermining anybody there, but it's, uh, it's all new and, mm. you know, it's, it's cool. It's, it's really great. Yeah. So is, is any of that recorded or um, is there a video of that available that people can? Yeah. So there's kind of, at the moment, it's sort of like behind the scenes um, footage and little teasers and all this. Um, so we've recorded a track and it's actually going to be, I think it will be available on like a, an LP um, record. But the show, so it's going to be a live show and it's happening in Limerick. Um, on the so on the 21st of December it's all strategic all the dates and everything is so strategic as well it's hmm. it's uh, Aideen Barry's attention to detail is phenomenal like everything is is so so well thought out um but I I, I also yeah there, there will be a video because we did a small bit of um filming in the Alwy Caves in Clare which was probably the scariest, most dangerous place I've ever played the harp mm. in, <laughs> because I was, you know, I was in a cave underground, kind of on like on a ledge. Wow! And um, yeah, it's a it's a little bit scary. There are a few photos I've seen, and it looks, you know, I kind of get a bit nervous when I <laughs> even see the photos. So, so you can imagine what I was, you know, I was pretty nervous sitting up there. Yeah, I'm just but, oh, wondering how you got oh, your harp into the cave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of, you know, like three people, two people, oh, small wow. movements. Um, yeah, it was, but, you know, all for, all for art, <laughs> you know. Wow. So it, you said it was the bunting collection. So is, are you playing selections out of the bunting collection in it? Is yeah. So, um, yeah, so it's actually, it's called the, um, the bunting, it's the bunting commission. It's a, it's one tune, um, from the bunting collection. And the idea behind the project is, um, what if we are the last of the artists hmm. And what if it was our responsibility to protect the art that is is around us now? Mm. And in that way of thinking, you're also thinking back to, is this how Bunting thought back in, in the day as well? Mm. You know, did he think, I'm the last chance here. I need to protect what's, what we have here and, and these tunes. 
So that's kind of the main focus of the project. And the tune is intermingled then with the influence of Rita Clare. Um, I think she goes by Reet, so R-I-I-T. Um, I haven't met her yet, but she's she'll be coming over for the project as well. And she's a throat singer as well. Mm. So it's a very unusual collaboration. And then um, behind all of it is going to be Aideen's art. So it's going to be like a, I suppose mixed media form of visual art mm. that's going to be sort of displayed around the performance Wow! Um, as far as I know and it, it's coming together piece by piece for me because I'm I'm doing the I suppose I'm I'm there as the performer at the moment and then I'm seeing everything else that's happening around and it's it's very very interesting it's it's a very cool project so uh, Aideen Barry is her name A-I-D-E-E-N um, Barry mm. and yeah, she has a fantastic website. She's doing so many projects as well, which is funny. But this one is called Oblivion. And not which is funny, but what which is incredible. Mm. She, she's really cool. And this project is Oblivion. Yeah. Wow. You're on Instagram. So how can people find you on yeah. Instagram? So I'm on Instagram as Ashling Lyons Music or Ashling Lyons, it comes up as. Um, so A-I-S-L-I-N-G-L-Y-O-N-S. <laughs> yeah. You'll be posting more about... Um, the progress of your album and Oblivion I will. and all too. So yeah, great. Yeah. So um, yeah, because I don't have a, an exact date for my album yet, it, Instagram is probably the best place to find me. So I'll be, I'll be posting about all those things there. I wanted to ask you about Harpano. Oh, Harpano. Harpano. Yeah. Harpano. Yeah. Um, so Harpano is again, uh, back to UL. Um, there were three of us who were students there and uh, myself and Dale McKay, so Dale plays the handpan, um, or the hang drum, I think it's, it's also referred to as, and uh, Connor Broderick on keyboard. So I heard Dale, I think I was in about second year, and Dale was in third year, and I heard he just got this new instrument. It was, it was new to him as well, and he brought it into the academy in Limerick and uh, everyone was fascinated by it. I remember him sitting in the lobby uh, on one of those little poofs, poof kind of stools, and everybody was kind of gathered around. And I was like, wow, that's the sound. I hadn't heard it before. I was like, the sound is so like bell. Hmm. It's bell-like. It's really um, up in that frequency kind of with, with the harp. And, hmm. and I just thought I had this little gig coming up in, in Limerick City um, in a little kind of uh, coffee shop slash wine bar and um i asked dale if he would be interested in just doing like one set with me and and i didn't know what we would do so it was a completely new collaboration i didn't think about even if i didn't even think to be honest it would be trad i just thought let's do something so then we started practicing and i just let him he he was coming up with these lovely melodies so I just let him play and I just accompanied him and we actually just went with that kind of idea. And then after that, a great friends of ours and one of um, our favorite bands, Moxie, M-O-X-I-E, they're a great um, trad slash, I suppose, pop slash indie um, Irish band. They're really, really cool. They were doing a gig in Dolan's and they asked us, would we support them? So uh, we got Connor Broderick and we were like, let's let's put like, you know, half an hour, 20 minutes um, of a set together. And from that, then we we just st- started recording a little bit because th- the feedback, even from our friends was, you know, this is really unusual. And it's something very different because Dale comes up with these brilliant melodies and then myself and Connor kind of take them away and 
come up with our own ideas around it and then we come together and um you know oftentimes or oftentimes Connor is is on the chords and Dale is is in the you know the middle with the melody and I'll do something sort of around it harmonies wise maybe up high on the harp mm. or or also chordal um so yeah, so we've recorded a couple of videos. They're actually on YouTube. Um, so it's Harpano, and the name is very, you know, it, it is what it is. Harp, a pan, and the O, then your piano. So <laughs> um, it, it's on H-A-R-P-A-N-N-O mm. is Harpano. And they're, we're hope, hopefully recording an album shortly. Wow. Um, and it's what I can, I, I'd say it's really uh, kind of meditative music um yoga studio music it's very different it's not trad at all mm. but yeah it's it's really cool I, I love listening to it to be honest uh I, I just love the, ha- the sound of the hand drum by itself is is beautiful so mm. yeah check that out too if you like <laughs> yeah yeah I, I just you you have so many influences from you know the traditional music that you grew up with to just opening up to all the artists around you too and um that's obviously influencing a lot of your playing now and your composing I'm, I'm assuming yeah yeah that's true um and like all of that I suppose I have to go back to the beginning and, and just think where it came from and probably just thank my mom and dad because they were always so open with their love of music and dad loved um we have a radio station here lyric fm and it's classical music and there's also jazz and both mom and dad loved classical jazz and also like south american influences and um continental as well uh, dad was a button accordion player and he just loved continental accordion playing as well so all those influences i suppose were both in 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 my myself and my brother's heads growing up and I suppose we never turned our heads and said oh that's you know not that's not trad or we were always just I suppose we were always just open to it all and uh it I have to it probably because I've been asked that before is is where does it come from but I presume it's it's you know what you hear when you're you know when you're a kid or when you're a child and and the people you meet along the way and the music you're brought to maybe concerts and I'm I'm very grateful for that you know And, and being mm. open, so so open to new experiences and trying new, you know, new things with all yeah. the different artists and, and all. It's just, it's it's so exciting. I mean, it's just like a never-ending palette that you can kind of pull different colors from different places. Yeah, it, it is exciting, actually. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, I suppose growing up, obviously with trad it's it's obviously my my number one it's my safety blanket whenever i listen to whenever i listen to trad it's it's a comfort you know it's it's what you're used to it's what i'm used to and then you know the pop influence with with tolu it's funny actually in my composing i have realized since since um kind of meeting her back in um probably august 2020 or around then that some of I'm I'm getting away or not getting away, but some of my compositional ideas are kind of shifting into like uh, more syncopated mm. ideas of, I suppose, or or you know even chords that would be more pop centered. So there are definitely the influences, and and it's you can't it's it's like you can't decide that okay I'm going to be this is what I'm going to do. It's it's very unusual how they trickle into your brain some some way, and then you realize okay. Or somebody asks you, okay, uh, yes, actually, I have been influenced. <laughs> you know, so it's funny how it works it without us realizing. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I'm so excited to see all the different projects that you're working on and that, you know, you're 
you're sharing all of your knowledge with the next generation of harpers and concertina players um mm -hmm. and i i just love that you're so open to work with so many different musicians and um it's exciting to and i'm so glad that i i just happened to uh, like across your music that i can share what you're doing with with other people too so they can you know get to know you more too so oh well thank you so much maureen and uh, that that's a huge thing as well for me is you know you know what's the point in keeping all this to to yourself or it would be a very um it wouldn't be a very interesting world if uh ideas or art or the sharing of of what you are lucky to have is you know if you keep that to yourself so i love passing my ideas around and also like finding out other people's ideas is is brilliant and uh, encouraging people to play not even the next generation but like the generation who are the older than me who, mm. who want to play <laughs> you know it's it's so important to me and, and I love passing that on because I'm completely passionate about music it's you know it's it's a big deal <laughs> yeah it is yeah. absolutely um yeah I, I work in uh with theater too so I oh, try bringing the harp into some of the theater projects that I work on if we need music for scenes and and wow. things like that too so amazing uh, um but yeah I just love collaborating with that and we're with poets um so I'm working with poets on putting their uh making their poetry into musicals and then working oh, around wow. that too so it's just amazing just when you say yes to things where things will flow and take you to that's interesting exactly did you ever do music to spoken words um, yeah pieces? yeah well, wow. it's like storytelling um, yeah, that's, that's interesting. That's really interesting too. I like getting my students to try that too. Like when they're kind of stuck, you know, I'm just like, can you play happy or play, you know, um, mm. and I've done that with digital audio, um, like on garage band loops and things. Um, wow. I'll have like students like say like my Angelou's, I know why the cage bird sings, I have them read it. And then, um, they kind of, they describe the emotions behind it or the adjectives and then through music, if they don't play an instrument, then we do it through loops. Um, I have them like tell the wow. story. So, so interesting. Wow. Yeah. yeah. They're amazed at what they can do because they'll start and say like, I can't. And then they'll just open up this whole other world. Yeah. So. It's, yeah. It's amazing. And it, it's, it's like, um, it, it's kind of like improvisation or, uh, I think the word sometimes composing can be really daunting or people don't like the feel of it in their mouths that word mm -hmm. <laughs> that word or you know it's like um they think it's too much or but it, I always say you know play it play it the you know play it the right way get your technique right get your rhythm right but then don't be afraid to play it the wrong way and mm -hmm. wrong isn't even the right word but like experiment and where can you come up with this variation or can you experiment a little bit and and then you you can easily fall into a compositional mm. um kind of approach so it's all very you know there's fine lines of and and again it's labeling you don't need to label it's just once you get obviously as you know like once you get familiar with the instrument there's so much opportunity there and and actually that's a, i just remember i went to an edmar castaneda oh think, sure um, yeah yeah co concert years ago and was fascinated and i remember i went up and i bought a cd mm. and i said and i was probably like 10 and i said um i said i play the harp too <laughs> and he said uh, i remember him saying nothing is impossible oh just remember nothing is impossible i was like wow that's you know yeah. and it's and it's kind of you know it's it's true just let yourself let yourself go and 
and see what happens. Yeah. And, and don't, the word wrong is so, you know, so wrong. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. I, I get to uh, work with him over the summer. Um, I was oh, wow. moderating uh, workshops for the Somerset Folk Harp Festival. Um, oh, cool. And so Amazing. I was in all of his rhythm workshops and yeah, he's, he's just so positive and, and wow. so creative. And it's funny. Like I remember, um, I don't know if you know the, um, the singer Tom Waits at all yes of um, course yeah he, I do he did an interview he was talking about like children like when you know when they're little they'll they'll just sing a song and they'll just like throw it away like the you know they'll come up with a song you know about like oh, I've got a pencil here it is or whatever they're <laughs> <laughs> yeah. thinking about it and it's not like exactly. precious to them but they just like kind of throw it away and you know he's like sometimes when we get older you know we we think like you know, I, I have to compose, but the music is right there. It's just, you know, getting in contact with that, you know, not being so scared of, of composing or just, Oh yeah. You know, so. And not be, yeah. And, and there's, um, we have a comedian over here, Tommy Tiernan, and he has a, a very interesting podcast. It's a solo kind of thoughts, ramblings podcast. But I remember him saying once, like, you know, don't be afraid to, uh, yeah, uh, I, actually, this was the, the name of the podcast. Don't be afraid to be uh, an Egypt. Am I allowed to say that? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> like our Irish curse word. Irish polite curse word. Uh, it was like, um, you know, we're, we're growing up through school. You be this and be that. And you must do this the right way. And, and we're like formed into these adults of, of what adults should be. And then we forget that, you know, like those kind of childlike um obviously being children we're playing and that playful side is kind of like drilled out a little bit of us and um don't be afraid to bring back that playful side and he's don't be afraid to be an idiot you know so (laughs) so, so, it's so right I remember I was I was walking listening to that and I thought that is you know that's such a such a good piece of advice it is yeah (laughs) you know <laughs> and and it doesn't have to be perfect either. I think that we get like in in, oh. in our minds like oh I can't put this out until it's perfect, and then yeah. it never gets out. You know so yes yeah and that's where as well the, and this is a whole new I know we're like this is a whole new conversation but the whole thing of you know growing up with competitions how they can kind of take a toll on you mm. um, and you know obviously striving per for perfection. Um, is a perfect performance will get you somewhere and then you realize okay I that performance wasn't perfect and I didn't win mm. is something and I've gone through it all myself is um it does take its toll on you it, you know so well I suppose just try not to think of competitions it's, it's mm. very hard mindset to get out of when you're finished with competitions I'm, I'm sure oh sure I'm sure a lot of people maybe listening to this uh, kind of have have gone through or are going through the same thing it's and it's constantly comparing instead of you know getting the community together of of heart players which is great with mm. you know what what you were doing Maureen here oh, is you. is so lovely bringing bringing it together and not in a, in a compare or a you know competitive kind of way you know to be encouraged more to you know let's get together and let's let's play together and uh, share and ha- have fun you know? Yeah, I mean, I know the competitions will help you get yes to absolutely. a certain level and and have something that you have to work towards. And I mean, they they can be good, but like you said, it, then you get stuck in that like 
perfection sort of thing because you're being judged. Mm. I've done more like classical singing competitions yeah. where it's like that note wasn't perfect or, you know, people at the Metropolitan Opera sitting there watching a, an amazing soprano and then she'll miss one note and then that's the only thing they'll talk about. I know, so, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's hard to get out of that to, to say like, you know what, this is just me and let your personality shine through. And then I think that connects more with people than a mechanical perfection. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's tough for a lot of people to, to get through. If you can come out of, you know, I'm not, I'm not telling people to finish doing competitions or, you know, it, everything has a, it's, there's a merit to, you know, to everything you do, but to come out of competitions and um, get playful or get experimental with your music and see what happens is, is difficult, but it's very rewarding as mm. well. So, you know, uh, competitions can be rewarding if they go well, but also the, you know, obviously the fun part of music is the most rewarding. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And having those tools to work with and having that technique yeah. is so important that you can go and express yourself. Yeah, exactly. So um, where where can people find you and and learn more about you and hear your music and see you perform? I have a website. It's ashlinglionsmusic.com. I also have a Facebook page, which I use um sometimes i must have a look at that <laughs> um is ashling lies music as well and my instagram which seems to be the one i'm, I'm using uh, a lot at the moment is ashling lines music as well yeah so i will be launching i suppose I'll, I'll be doing some concerts here in ireland um between october and november uh, another thing that's happening over here and, and and maybe in the states i think it is going an international is harp day so mm. law and Akritia, or national harp day i think it's going international harp day so yeah there'll be obviously to, to look out for that it's a separate thing i think i'll be doing a, a kind of a concert locally here on harp day and i'll be launching my album at the ennis trad festival or the ennis uh ennis trad weekend in november so yeah there's a few things and, and like anything i'll be i'll be posting them on on social media and all that can people pre-order your album that is coming soon okay <laughs> Yeah, so keep an eye yeah. out for that keep an eye on uh, social media that that would be my advice <laughs> oh that's wonderful um and thank you so much thank you so much for having me this has been so lovely and it's been a really interesting chat too I've, it I've has really yeah. loved chatting to you yeah oh thank you so much for being here with me and I can't wait to hear your new album and and see all the wonderful things that you're working on so thank you thank you so much thanks so much thanks Maureen Thanks for listening to Moon Over the Trees Music and Theatre Productions Podcast. Dive into the show notes at moonoverthetrees.com. And if you enjoyed the show, please share it with a friend and subscribe to the podcast.